podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Football whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. In fact, we'll take it seriously. We're only bugging. <laughs> Hello, my name's Mark Webster. This is the Whistleblowers. And I'm delighted to say that um, we're not messing about anymore. We're just looking, we're just using people who come from the posh part of town. We're going West London. That's right. No, no rubbish anymore. I can't be bothered with, with, with dealing with all that. It's just a couple of toffs sat in front of me now. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Nathan Caton. Um, obviously, I, 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 forget, I, I forget your actual... Your full landed title, Sir Nathan of what was it again? Of uh, Middlesex Shire. Yes, <laughs> Middlesex Shire. Posh. That's sure enough. I'm I, from Greenford. Have you been to Greenford? No, no. It's Pound Shop Paradise. I'm doing. I, I'm, I'm. I'm doing this for the love of everybody who assumes that any West London conversation is going to be basically Gucci clad. No, there's there's ghettos in West <laughs> yes, London. Yes, indeed. We got but, Oyster cars in that. And, and the, uh, just about though, you've only just been included, haven't you, into the Oyster Card world? I think. Just about zone four. I, I, Edge. That's nice. Five. Now you've got two more zones to go. There's all that rubbish in zone five and six there to the other side. Of yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, part, we're part of the club now. None of them, exactly. <laughs> Although it's now revealed to me that, that, that the interloper, uh, and I mean this in terms of the West London heritage, mm. Mr. Andy Saunders, a famous voice and, uh, from, from the Chelsea podcast, of course, mm. is actually born in God's own East London I area. I was. Barking boy. Me and John Terry. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, okay, there you go. Can I say, or Dudley Moore, or Terry Venables? Yeah, or Sir Alf Ramsey. Yeah, or Flintlock, the the band from the nineteen seventies. All important people were and Ford. Ford, of course. My granddad, forty years. Cars reinvented there. Yeah, forty years in the storeroom at Ford's. My granddad. There you go. So yeah, no. I'm where did you get Chelsea from? Well, I'm very. I'm very much the blue sheep of the family. All my all my family are West Ham. And uh, in fact, they all still live. Most of them still live in Essex. And so, whenever we go over for lunch or dinner or high days and holidays, my wife will almost religiously, without even seeing me, say, "Please take your Chelsea shirt off. It's not big and it's not clever." <laughs> and, and I'm like, "But they're all going to be wearing their West Ham shirts." Um, I'll tell you what it was, 19, 1970, I was five years old, and blue is the colour was being used oh, on the SO adverts. Nathan, Osgood. Nathan, if I if I may point out this stage. The country is a young man, Nathan. The country was awash with this evil. <laughs> it was almost impossible not to be because they won up. Raquel Welsh got in a bath with some Chelsea players. Uh, they won an FA Cup, 1970, against Dirty oh, Leeds. Yeah, it was it was, it was relentless. Yeah, Osgood, Hudson, Charlie Cook. I mean, you know, Chopper Harris. Enough. So, already. what was there not to love? West Ham on the other side. On the other hand, when I was five years old, meh. Uh, it broke my broke my uncle, broke my dad's heart that I was a Chelsea fan. But uh, I have remained staunch. Staunch. Yeah. I should point out as well that as, as a special treat, I have delivered you Paul Cannaville's grad, uh, godson. I know, fantastic. <coughs> Which is the weirdest thing. As we arrived today, we were chatting about it because of that fantastic. Well, we know uh, because of uh, Rick Landell's book, a, a Chelsea blue. podcaster of note. Exactly yep. right, black and blue, and then a superb um, uh, documentary by Sky as well. Paul Cannaville. How about that, Nate? Yeah. So, is, is, he, is he from your manor then? Yeah, he's from like Southall, which is next to Greenford where I live. Yes. Um, then he moved to Slough. Um, so it's like West London, border of West London yeah. sides. And um, when he was a kid, um, his mum and my grandma were very good friends. So the two families kind of got very close and stuff. Um, my mum and her siblings were aunts. 
used to hang out with Paul and his sister. So then I came along and my mum was like, do you want to be his godfather? <laughs> he was like, yeah, cool. Excellent. And he still gives you a present on your birthday every year and all that stuff like godfathers are supposed to? Yeah, Ferraris, Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any form of tattoo. Uh, I do highly recommend that documentary, Black and Blue. If you can not. find it on the Sky Cash Up, it is absolutely fantastic. It's life-affirming, isn't it? Just it is. to watch, it is great. Because yeah. he, there's a fella who's bounced He's had a life, man. Has he, though? Yeah. yeah. How many, how many mums and how many kids is that? <laughs> that is an amazing... Lost count, man. Yeah. In his own way, that's why he deserves a lie down, if nothing else, <laughs> doesn't it, really? Um, I, I want to refer to... Uh, there's plenty to talk about. I mean, funny enough, what we're really into this world of now is, is the wind down. It, it, you know, it, it's where we all stand in, in the league. But it's weird. This weekend started, and I'm delighted to say that Philippe Louise, your boy, mm. set this up quite nicely. He's in the standard tonight as, um, I saw that, as yeah. we sit here. Uh, he said, in Spain, you fight, of course, against Real Madrid and Barcelona, and they almost never lose because they had the biggest squads and they had the two biggest clubs in the world. So that's really difficult. But in the Premier League, the big clubs can lose and drop points. I like this weekend of football because Real Madrid won 9-1 yeah. by about midday it's on crazy. Saturday. It's crazy. Five goals from Ronaldo. How, how can it... Uh, with, with this kind of Premier League good teams argument, and then, and then we get our games in our Premier League. We Andy, get a couple. Tell me about it. It's, well, we've had a couple. We beat Wigan 7-0 you know, to win the, 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 the day that we won the Premier League. So, I mean, there have been the occasional game where... But it doesn't happen. I mean, you know, what, what I think what Luis was saying is there are two teams in Barcelona and Real Madrid with Atletico uh, Madrid kind of fighting to stay out with them and everybody else... Will lose. Yeah. Um, whereas you know we've has been seen time and time again in the Premier League. You know that doesn't happen. You know you win the, the win the games that you're not supposed to win. You lose the games you're supposed to win. Yeah. Um, it's very exciting. I mean, and even the game last night, the Villa QPR game, yes. was an absolute corker. Yeah, corker. Yeah. But this for me was the advert that Real Madrid almost underlined the advert for the Pre- because of course the reason we're having this conversation as much as anything now is Greg Dyke with the whole new you know the game plan about the fact that we're an inferior. League because we can't put out an international team, but but I suspect that we're a better league, but they may have better football teams. Yeah, discuss the quality. You say probably in Spain is better, but in terms of entertainment and competitiveness and the intensity, uh, Premier League wins hands down easily. Yeah, because like Barcelona and Real Madrid, they'll steamroll like nearly every team five nil yeah. every week. You don't get that here. Here, like you can get like Burnley beating Man City every week. That yeah. wouldn't happen in Spain. I mean, I. I, I, I if I, was, I suppose you have to be bought into it. But if I was a Real Madrid, Real Madrid fan, would I care if I watched my team win 9-1? Would I, would I be going home? Yeah. Would that be my weekend mate? Eventually you'd get bored, wouldn't you? I don't think you would. One I'd like again, to think you uh, would. I wonder if it would ever happen. You know, you talk about teams that completely dominate leagues. If, if what happened to Glasgow Rangers? Yeah. Whatever happened to a, a Madrid or a Barcelona? <laughs> no. You know, where, no. That's uh, going to have the Blackpool instead, unfortunately. But that's another... That's but, you know, the idea that one team, well, two teams in Celtic and Glasgow Rangers can dominate yeah. a league for like a hundred years and then through financial shenanigans end up in the third tier of Scottish football and have to work their way through. I mean, I bet those Glasgow Rangers fans aren't sitting there now going, oh, this is too easy, it's too Boring, yeah, exactly. Yeah, in fact, not especially since they sometimes only winning two one against 
you know, sort of Elgin. Like, yeah, 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 that's right. Thank you. I was, gonna, I was immediately going to struggle for Queen. any kind of reference. Queen, Queen of, the North, of the South. Queen of the North, I was going to go for. I was yeah. going to say Narnia. Denhouse Muir. <laughs> just on that, before we get stuck in, though, just briefly, because it's, it's sort of an old story now, and it'll come back again. But just on this note, how about that Greg Dyke, you know, the, you know, the, the, the glory plan for the future? The reason I mention it is because Arsene Wenger, I just want to chuck his response in, in which he said, well, look, um, you've not dominated with your kids at 16, 17, 18, 19, 20s since no one's dominated. No England team of any description has dominated. So there's no real necessary argument to suggest that, that we're an inferior international team, which, of course, what this is all about, mm-hmm. as a direct result of the, of the way that we use, use international footballs in our league. Just briefly on that, what, what's, what's your take, Nate? Um, I well, what what exactly what did Greg uh, Greg Dyke say? Greg Dyke's kind of saying that we've now that there's going to be a limitation on you know the it, amount it, of foreign <coughs> players and stuff. And, and foreign players can be foreign, but they've got to have been here since they were 15. Mm-hmm. It's basically just trying to squeeze available uh, English availability footballers into the top into the top teams. He he is assuming. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, but, uh, he is assuming that people care deeply about the England team and he's assuming rather than their clubs well <laughs> no but my point being that I think if yeah. you're a, a, a supporter of a, one of the bigger premiership clubs you know let's say the top five uh, premiership clubs then frankly you are going to be club over country um, you know most people I would say including myself are club over country well, and, and, and I would say Greg Dyke's focus is clearly on the England team that's the FA's job to look at the, the England team but football's bigger than that in, the, in direct mm. contrast to what the Premier League are looking to do of course yeah, yeah. Um, but, but again, if he can make both things work, genius, masterstroke. But can you do that? That's, that's <laughs> like the impossible job, isn't it? You can't, yeah. you can't have your cake and eat it. Yeah. Um, it seems like it's gonna, it has to be one or the other. Um, I, I don't know. The whole, I think everyone's trying to find a solution to improve the national team, but no one's come up with anything like, let me see, me think, oh, that could work. Like, yeah. like, how about, that, how about not something. having a crack manager? You know, how about, <laughs> how about not having a manager who's, who's kind of, you know, brightest days were in the 1990s? How about somebody that can adopt modern techniques and modern tactics and understand the modern game well, and try and play tw- a formation? The that, 21's that... manager is... Uh, I forgot his name. Oh, Southgate. Uh, Southgate's at 21's, and uh, uh, but they've got... Uh, and then there's uh, the 19's, they've got someone who's... Uh, played Sheffield United. There's the Pauling Swedish statement, but Southgate's in charge there. Southgate... You feel it was like an, a, a, a sort of like the kind of guy that might be more forward looking, but of course you also think like he looks very much a company man. They're they? company yeah, men. Yeah. <laughs> They're blazers. <laughs> you know, you need to step outside the mold. You need to get Diego Simeone managing the England team. You need someone who's going to be running up the touchline, kicking the opposition manager. You want someone that's going to have a little bit of bite and passion about it because unless he's got it, the players aren't going to have it. If you look at the great. You know, England managers of recent years. Mm. You know, we've mentioned Terry Venables. I thought was a great England manager. Um, you know, we need someone with a little bit about him, and unfortunately, it's just a bit dull. And I think it reflects in the football. I'm also not. I mean, quite how many English players as a pool do we need to pull on? You know, I mean, yeah, I know. Cut the dozen to be all right, wouldn't it? Cut the dozen top quality footballers would do you, wouldn't it? They played their subs. Have... They deserve a game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's all right him standing on the side smoking a fag all the way through and holding his hands with his girlfriend. He's got to get on that pitch. I mean, Danny Ings has paid his subs. Give him 10 minutes, you know. It's, I don't know. I mean, I think you're right. We do, we do tend to rotate through giving caps out for free. You know, I mean, it's, I think you've got to earn your place in the England team. And, you know, if you earn it, stick it. And it's up to you. I mean, there are goalkeepers who never got a game for England because Ray Clements and, and Peter Shilton just stood there for years. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. I think that, you know, that we should take that attitude with strikers, with midfielders. We should, you know, you have to batter the other guy out of the way if you want to go in the England team. Yeah, seems fair. Now, let, okay, let's, let's focus on what actually did happen over the weekend in terms of, of, of the Premier League. And obviously, we're going to talk about UB's, uh, which he's got yeah. so, he's got so much fun and joy to talk about. <laughs> uh, but before we do that, <clears throat> I, I thought out of the whole little um, mash of games that went on there, Nate, is, is, it was the losing sides that I thought were interesting, which is Liverpool and Manchester City. Yeah. And the nature of the way that they didn't step up. Do you see those guys? I mean, I, yeah, I saw the Arsenal-Liverpool game. Um, Liverpool looked... Uh, well, there was a shambles for like the first 10 minutes and then a little spell where they could have taken lead with Sterling missed that chance. Yeah. And then they just paid for the missed chances. Colo Torre at the back looked awful. Like, Celsius, you looked like like Mr. Bean had like blacked up, put, <laughs> put on a toy, toy shirt oh dear. and turned up to the Emirates. <laughs> He's, he doesn't get a lot of football, does he? It strikes me as weird to he throw him into so the middle of the, of the action there. With that, with that soup, with that whippet sacco next to him. <laughs> like when he had the ball at his feet, though, you felt nervous that something was going to happen. Yes, like, it's, it's true. It was awful. Yeah. They, yeah. Were, they were dreadful to start with. I mean, you know, the first 10 minutes, you just mm. thought, what is going on yeah. here? I mean, Sacco and, and, and Toure, I mean, I've never seen a, a you know, or I have, but I mean, not for not, not this season, seen a poorer central defensive yeah, pairing. Well, they, they often turn up at Liverpool, as far as I'm concerned. Now, because I, they, they've always, they've looked bad for me. And let's concentrate on Liverpool to start with here. Um, Brendan Rodgers said, we, if, if, here we go. If we don't get a top four or a trophy... Uh, we would be disappointed. I think that may be one of the subtle understatements of the year in terms of, of his owners there. But um, Well, they're not this... making the top four. Oh, well, here's no the... chance. And, and, yeah. and as we sit here speaking, you know, they're preparing to try and beat Blackburn, who could very easily do the job, and they're still two, two steps away from winning the FA mm. Cup. This is Liverpool that's arrived now with, with, with Raheem Sterling and Jordan Henderson's um, yeah. contract situation being discussed in public. Mm. He's got... Lauren, £20 million worth of Southampton centre-half sitting on the bench. He's playing Calatori, as you say there, alongside Sacco. This is not where Liverpool want to be, is it, Andy? You know, I'm, I'm no lover of Liverpool, no Chelsea fan is, frankly. But, you know, you do look at the, the, the football they play and you look at the squad they've got and you think they should be a top-four side. Yeah. And, and you look at the runs they go, and I think they went on a run of, you know, 13 games without defeat, you know, and then, and then they'll just... And when they do, they look good. They do yeah, look good. Yeah. And then they'll just stupid themselves out of points. And they do it every year. You know, they have a period where they will stupid themselves out of nine, mm. ten points and they'll just fall off the pace. I think you know, their, their task for the next eight games is to avoid the Europa League. You know, that, that is... Harry you know. read that at the weekend there. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and this, was, this was heartfelt, in which he said this basically everybody's achievement now is to not be fifth. <laughs> which is amazing. Which, which is, which is tr- horribly true. I mean, and humour aside, that is true, isn't it? No, yeah. You don't want to be going to dour Eastern European teams on, on a Thursday, Thursday night. That, yeah. That's not the answer to the problem, is it? We are in Europe, only we're playing in a yeah. mining town in Bulgaria and you've got to watch games on strange days <laughs> when we play our own 5.30pm exactly right the Sterling thing is interesting isn't it Nate mm. because I, I'm, I'm not totally convinced that 
First of all, I think he's a mug for actually just bothering to try and explain yeah, he, himself. He didn't need to do that interview, man. He could have just, just let his football do the talking and then wait till the summer and then do what you have to do then. There's but the answer. It reminded me of Lewis Hamilton trying to explain why he was moving to Monaco to get away from uh, the, <laughs> the, the attention, the attention of the fans, yeah. and not for tax and reasons. <laughs> but here's the thing about that: is, is I, I suspect under the underlying part of this with, with, with Sterling is there might be an element. The truth here is that. Because he can command tens of thousands of pounds a week anywhere, yeah. but he wants to do it somewhere where he's going to play some Champions League football. He's, he's really well. And Henderson may be implying the same thing. Yeah, but I, I actually think Henderson is the bigger problem because he's only got one year left on his contract. True. Mm. So then if, if Sterling gets like a new deal, um, Henderson, he can tell him and say, well, okay, Sterling's got that. Uh, I'm the captain. I've been captain when Joe's not playing. Uh, I'm an England regular, so pay me that same kind of money. So I think uh, the Sterling and the Henderson thing ties... House of Cards, Nathan Cater, <laughs> you've, you've discovered Well, that. the other Lewis thing as well is Brendan Rodgers done himself no favours. He's the best young player in Europe. Well, then pay me yeah, accordingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's not clever, is it, really? I mean, you know, you know, he's been badly advised, I think, to come out and do that publicly. But, you know, underlying all that is a player that is probably too good for Liverpool. Is, is my view on it. Which know. is bizarre conversation to have. And, but, but we are into that kind of finite part of the world, aren't we? Where, where individuals are... It's two clubs away from being where they should be, isn't it, almost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of, your, because of, Premier, uh, because of Champions League football. Yeah, he's the player who should be in the Champions League. That, and that's, and that's, that's my almost point. there. Yeah, that's my point. That's I think as well, whatever Liverpool fans will, will say, you know, whatever they talk about history and legacy, they simply aren't the same Liverpool they were 10 years ago, and they are a measure behind. No, they're simply not the same Liverpool they were a year ago, which yeah. is probably mm. the biggest problem. Mm. Isn't well, it? They, they don't have one of the players yeah. they had a year yeah. ago. You know? uh, yeah. well, well, he, you he did know, say in the interview, if he was offered a contract, to Yoko, he would have signed it. So yeah. that, that, oh, there's the line. Yeah, there is. Similar note though, mate. It's uh, Pellegrini who said that he was perfectly happy with the performance against Crystal Palace. <sighs> was he watching the same game? That <laughs> <Yeah. after? laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, there's two words in that sentence: Crystal Palace. You I, know. I don't wish to use Alan Pardew's you know allegation of uh, you know uh, uh, implication of his age, and I, therefore I don't want to use the phrase "dead man walking" at this particular stage. Uh, but. Is there much else that Pellegrini? Is there much else that City can do apart from roll over and die and then and then regroup again? Build the time machine, go, <laughs> go back in time, and give Yaya Torre a birthday cake. <laughs> a Bugatti, a Bugatti. That's what that's what the problem was. Lost in translation. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. No, I mean, I think, you know, what they need to do is go and spend, obviously, clearly go and spend another £300 million on mm. players that will never make the first team. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it, it just seems... They're a glorious example of why money doesn't make a great football team. Well, there yeah. absolutely are 11 mercenaries who, you know, can't stand the sight of each other, you know, teams. You know, I mean, you have to look at, you know, at, at them over the last, you know... Uh, couple of seasons and, the, and the, the impact that Aguero has made who was brilliant at the beginning of the season it just seems to have gone completely off the boil there just it, don't it, seem it, to be goals in that it's team it's very anymore. strange I, 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 do my, I, I, I do this a lot now uh, I, not on this football job <laughs> but I do yeah, and uh, sorry I, we talked about this earlier and I said I, I tend to make a lot of Nottingham football based references now which a lot of people are going like why is he talking about the right back at Notts County but you know these things happen but it's the, the fact is I was sat with some old pros uh, at, at, at my job and I want to rephrase that yeah no 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, no I'm comfortable <laughs> tragically um, and, uh, and, and they just uh, it's basics from them it's just like Man City's, Man City don't run around 
And this was, and that was, it's a little simple thing. They've got a bunch of footballers who basically have not been paid to run around. Apart from Milner, who runs oh, around he'll run for everybody. For everybody, <laughs> yeah. He'll run for three teams at the weekend. He doesn't really matter. Right, let's, let's, let's flip it to the, to, to the other side now about probably what we are now talking about, a straight two-horse race. You, oh, may, dis- don't say you that. may disagree. Mm. Um, is, and I suspect, Nathan, and, and obviously Andy will now have to just hold his uh, uh, chump with a bit for a little bit, on this one here. I suspect that what we're looking at is Chelsea doing it the way that they do it. They're going to doggedly get across the line. Yeah. While Arsenal fancy down their way into second possibly <laughs> a chance of winning it, but probably getting second. What do you reckon? I re- no, I reckon it's Chelsea's, man. If, yeah. they, if they lose it from here, I'll be gobsmacked. I can't see a Mourinho team letting slip a seven-point lead. for you got a game in hand as well, isn't it? Yeah, nah, you can't do that. Arsenal will play fancy football um, and mess up in a game which they shouldn't do. And that will confine them to second or third place. But what Arsenal have done of recent times is they've managed to get both things right, which is they've spent a, they've spent a season long trying to get both things right. They've actually playing a bit of football and getting results. They, it, it, but, they, they, there's a charge, isn't there? Mm, you never quite believe it for Arsenal. Because <laughs> no, over the years, it's happened so much where they, they, yeah. they play good football and then you get to a point where you think, oh, they're going to challenge. And then something will happen when the other side collapse or they'll... they'll draw like two, three games in a row. It's happened like repeatedly over the last few years. Yeah. So they're still, for me, they're not quite the previous there. previous is there, is it? Yeah. Yeah, they're still a bit <laughs> short. And it will take a remarkable collapse from Chelsea for Arsenal to catch them. Over to you, Mr Saunders. I, have you seen any... Is there a chink in this armour that is this... Which, of course, is you've seen it season in, season out, twice. Two sets of, you know, of... of Jose Mourinho careers, where he just gets the job done. Are we in get the job done time? Every single football fan who doesn't support Chelsea in the UK thinks we've already won. No Chelsea fan does. Really? No. Because every game at the moment is an up at dawn, pride swallowing, white knuckle ride siege, (laughs) where every Chelsea fan is inhaling at zero minutes and exhaling at 90 minutes, you know, with relief more than anything. Listen, you know, on paper, of course, we've got 10 points to play with. We can afford to lose three games. We have eight games left. We need five wins and a draw. And that's assuming that Arsenal, Man City, Man United don't lose any games. So, yeah, of course, theoretically, it should be good. But there is still something in the back of your head going, oh, last minute, you know, cock up, you know, Bradford City, you know, terrible things that have happened this season. I will say this, though, Arsenal fans... It's the hope that kills you. <laughs> yeah, is that about it? But, cool, but, but you have had this, though. Is what you provided yourself with, again, is this... You know, it's dramatic in its own way, if not somewhat dogged, is, is the fact that, 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 what, that you've not waltzed away with games. No, not at all. You didn't waltz yeah. away with it on Saturday. No, yeah. exactly. It's, and, and so there's nothing to kind of... It's the point you're making. There's something to give you that sort of like you wake up in the morning, the, the alarm bell goes on, you've got a smile playing on your lips already. <laughs> well, we, I mean, we all know you're a happy hammer. I mean, we struggled at the bowling. Struggled. You yeah. know, you played really well that day. You know, I mean, we managed to get over the line. I mean, that really is what we did. We managed to flop over the line like a, you know, sort of an exhausted marathon runner. Um, you know, you could have easily won that game. There's been many, many games this season that the opposition could have nicked it. And, uh, and you know, and we've got some tough games. We've got QPR, and our West London nemesis on Sunday. Then we've got Arsenal, uh, Man United. Then we've got Arsenal. Um, you know, we've still got to play... Actually, there's, there's three in a row there yeah, that could tough, make this whole thing vaguely interesting. Tough games. 
Yeah, yeah. go on, mate. No, no, no. <laughs> QPR okay. are coming off the back of a win and a draw. You know, their, their tails are up. They always turn it on against us. Yeah. You know, Man United have got some momentum going at them, but it's at the bridge and we haven't lost at the bridge this season, so you'd think that'd be... Arsenal always a tough one. I'll take a draw at the Emirates. So, you know, you're starting to do these mathematics in your head, you know, thinking, I just want to get over the line now. You know? I reckon you might make it interesting, but I can't see Mourinho letting Chelsea slip. Then, I mean, you've... As long as you still got Eden Hazard, when he's still playing, you've always got a chance. Yeah, he's been supernatural recently. We do need to, um, you know, to tighten it up a little bit at the back. But, you but, know. He, but here's an interesting point you might know: is that is, is that I don't. There's no other manager mm. that I think of in terms of saying he can physically be that difference between yeah. the blokes who are out there on the field. Because this is the old the old adage: once they're out in the field, it's, it's down to them. Mm. I suspect it's slightly different, Mourinho. There's something yeah. that he that he does, which he has more control, more mastery over what's yeah. occurring. He, he alone is probably worth an extra what ten to twelve points a season. I do. I will agree with that. I will agree that's, with that. That's it. That's, that's, that's it. That's like a really good fielder, isn't it? <laughs> who, t- who turns a four into a two? <laughs> that is, that's really that's exactly what that is, isn't it? Wow. That, that, but you don't. You, you could. You struggle to have that conversation about any of the other managers, albeit, albeit that. Well, we used to say managers. about Ferguson, didn't we? You know, Ferguson, I suppose that's oh, yeah, but apart from that, but I mean, you know, but he does do odd things, Mourinho. Like for example, on Saturday, Remy who obviously has come on. Costa's limped off with a pinged hamstring. Remy's already scored a goal. He's looking red hot. He pulls him off after 63 minutes, puts Quadrado on, who looks like, you know, his mate son who he's given some work experience to. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he was shocking. So, I mean, he does is do because, Is he things. setting Remy up to... Because Remy's going to have to be his man now, though, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Well, for eight Probably. games, I think, you know, because I don't think... He's saying two weeks for Costa. I don't know. You come back from a hamstring after two weeks? No. The strongest no, yeah. hamstrings and, and, in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I must say as well, just, you know, just, you know, just in case we're all feeling sorry for Chelsea there, you know, oh dear, they've lost Costa, but they can only bring on seventy million pounds worth of Lovic Remy. You know, that's like, who's a great striker anyway. But there's such as such as like on a side bet. I know you didn't see this, Nate, but we, we talked about this. Is mm. uh, what's your take, Andy, on on Tim Kroll and Jermaine Defoe moment? I, now I saw that as it happened. Yeah, me too. I, I, I saw. I'll tell you what I saw. I saw an incredible strike by Jermaine Defoe. I saw oh, Jermaine Defoe absolutely in tears for... I mean, got... Yeah, what was that about? What was he crying? Well, uh, clearly he never chose to cry. It's not like he... Sh- if he chose to cry every time he scored a goal, that geezer would have drowned himself many a long <laughs> year ago, wouldn't he? So basically, Summit touched him, didn't it? You know, and, but as they walked off, he had this brief moment where Tim Crow turned around. We didn't see the words, but Tim Crow just tapped his hand. It could have easily been something on saying, like, I'll get the next one. How Jamie Carragher led the charge. A very bitter man, it strikes me, since he's retired from football. A bitter and high pitched. Started man. bitter, <laughs> got bitterer since he packed in. A bitter and shrill man. Never, um, never, absolutely thought he said that. This is against the very anathema against football. I thought it was a lovely, sporting moment. Listen, I, I think that, uh, first of all, it was an unbelievable goal. And how many great goals were there this yeah, weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Shocking, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, so great goal. I think Tim Krull's an excellent goalkeeper. Look, I'd say this. If I was a uh, Newcastle fan, I'd be cross. You know, I, don't, I wouldn't want my goalkeeper patting the head of the guy that's just bang bomb past me. Maybe at the end of the game, by all means, shake hands. Not at half-time, though. As a neutral, thought it was a lovely moment. Pele, Bobby Moore, you know, it's, it's, you know there's glad, that element to it. Now, that, I'm glad you used that point, because during a game, you'll see it all the time. Yeah. You see a goalie make a great save, send a full guard to the game, yeah, yeah. yeah, it'd be a polite. Yeah, he won't necessarily use those words. Yeah, well, you, you <laughs> yeah. Know I mean, yeah. the implications there. <laughs> I just, I, 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 I think it's just a football thing. And, and leave it. It's not like Tim Crow let it in, and he's going <laughs> to let a few more in, is it? 
I just don't. It's a bit like the swapping shirts at half time. Why would you do no, that? That is weird. Yeah. Why would you do that? You know, I mean, it's a game. I mean, 90 minutes, at the end of 90 minutes, it's like a boxing match. You beat seven bells out of each other, then shake hands. That's fine. I'm fine with that. that you know, Chelsea or anybody. But half time, I think you're still in the zone. That, that's my view. Perhaps we just saw something that we weren't meant to see, and it might happen a million times, of course, Nate. This yeah, thing. I think that's the thing. I think if we hadn't seen it, it wouldn't be an issue. Or, yeah. or as you said, if it happened uh, full time, then you'd be like, okay, fine. But because having that half time thinking, there's still enough five minutes. Like, focus, yes. focus, man. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't lapse concentration. <laughs> um, I personally, I, I didn't see it, but I don't, I don't think it's a, that big a deal. Nah. But then again, I'm not a, a Newcastle fan. No, and of course, that's a bigger issue for them. Right. I'm going to go punch a horse now or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. He paid him. No. <laughs> I, I'm so hungry and so angry, I could A. Punch and B, eat a horse. A hundred years of glorious history at St James's Park and they'll be remembered for one blow. For a horse punching. For the horse puncher. <laughs> oh, yeah, the horse puncher. Oh, that's what he is, yeah. Um, delighted to say that meanwhile, down in the championship, what? first of all, the good news is, is that Fulham is your derby, isn't it? Yeah. Rather than QPR, which I, uh, perhaps a lot of neutrals may think is more yeah. logical. Not until next year. Yeah, yeah. But, it's, but traditionally, Fulham have been, yeah, they've, they've been the, the other one. lot, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. We had a nice game against Brentford. Chelsea had a nice game against Brentford in the oh, cup, the didn't we? That was, a, yeah. that was a nice game. It was a great game yeah. until Torres went and spoiled it. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't a bad atmosphere. It wasn't a, didn't feel like a nasty derby atmosphere. Oh, no, 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 no. It was, it was great. It was a, there, and there is, and we, 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 you must let us use it, get this up on, on the Twitter feed and whatever, is mm. Caton... Uh, the two K, the, the Caton, two K, oh, yeah. the Caton brothers. Me, me and my brother, yeah. Basically, position A behind the goal where they all went flying in. Right at the front, <coughs> centre of the goal. It was beautiful. It was like watching. It's like being at a strip club and she's right on your lap. There's no one else in the room. Yes. Oh, is, there a, is there a photo of you? Like, in, is there a, a, yeah, actually, yeah. I, yeah, I'll show you the photo. Oh, I'll, I'll with it. £20 notes out trying to encourage the goal scorers. <laughs> There's nothing better than a photo of you at a football match. Is there? I mean, have you ever had that experience where you've been in a press shot? Uh, in the game I had it in the Champions League final in Munich Shut oh, up. when Drogba scored not the penalty because that was on the other end but the header yeah. there's me and my two sons going mental behind the goal it's the greatest photo posterity. greatest photo of all time wow well, there's nothing like it. Um, I was watching Football League Show later that night, and my brother just spent the whole time trying to look for us. Yeah, so he's <laughs> out there, so yeah. Instead of the goals, like, there I am in the yellow, in the yellow. <laughs> he's seen, we see the goals firsthand. He doesn't care anymore. The Brentford run is yeah. incredible because there was a little blip, wasn't there, a few weeks ago. There, it, it, it's only yeah. thought like they were, after and the Warburton it, issue. And, and it's happening all exactly right. And of course, it's happening all around there because the nerves are trying to make, well, Top two's one thing, mm. but then playoffs, you know, the chance to go away, whatever. So, so you see this happening there. So where, where, where are you, do you think, as a team in the market? Are you ready um, for action? Um, I think we're not ready for automatic. We're, not, we're nowhere near that. Um, playoffs, we are good enough. Um, one point off the playoffs, is it? Yeah, one point, yeah. We're seventh one off the playoffs. Um, we're good enough to make the playoffs. Whether we're good enough to win the playoffs and go up, I'm not sure yet. Um, but it's, it's weird because, like, as you said, Everyone's getting nervous. Like, no one's running away with it. So, like, there's, like, eight teams and everyone's dropping points unexpectedly and everyone's yeah. playing each other as well. Like, um, like we got Derby this weekend. Uh, Wolves are playing Ipswich. Um, and it's, just, it's, a, it's a fascinating thing. But I, I'm, I'm happy because I thought... I would have been happy scraping 19th in August. <laughs> yes! <laughs> well, and there's the... The nice thing, though, of course, is that the Brentford of all the teams... 
with, with the new ground and stuff. Like, if they don't get it right this year, they're setting themselves up nicely. They're going to get themselves a 20,000 capacity ground. This, they're building nicely. Unlike some of the teams, and, 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 and you know, I, 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 I lean immediately towards Wigan and then after the weekend, Blackpool, hmm. which is... Well, and Millwall. Well, Millwall as well, yeah. yeah. But that's, that's, just, that's just, you know, that's abject failure. You know, this hmm. is the loud within football. Blackpool, for me, is, is, is a sin against football. You know, what, what's gone on there with the, with the ownership is, is an affrontery to, to everybody. And, and more importantly, those poor, sodding Blackpool fans. Yeah. yeah. In Premier League, what, five years ago, was it? Yeah. Yeah, oh my goodness, it's great. And Wigan won the FA Cup, what, four years ago as well? Something? Well, now you're talking about two clubs, one who's now being run by the grandson of Dave Whelan, apparently, who's now stepped away, and you've still got the Austins involved at Blackpool. Mm. Um, and if you look, look at the stories, you know, obviously the stories are out there now. Uh, just the one simple fact I managed to pick out of it is that um, £27 million has been loaned to the Austin parent company from the football club. Mm. wonder if they'll ever pay a, that back. Yeah, <laughs> a football club that plays on sand. I mean, I know there's a theme running in Blackpool, but, yeah. you know, don't take the mickey, you know. <laughs> but, you know, it... it how can it be allowed to happen? Well, this goes back, I think, you know, to the, to the changing model of football ownership. I mean, football always was owned by these, you know, these, these local men yeah, made good. The local butcher, the local baker. We had Ken Bates, we had, you know, and everybody's had their, you know, share of owners like that, West Ham included. Sure. Uh, and still do, to a certain degree, with, yeah. with your two pornographers. But, you know, it's, yes. it's um, you know, when you that's get... That's by pornographers. No, it's nice. But there's so well, much... Well, that's, that's what they sell. That's not very exciting, you know. <laughs> there's so much money involved in football these days that it is moving towards corporate ownership or certainly ownership at a, a level beyond these local Which guys. Is why it should be quite charming that the Alstons and and the Whelans own these two clubs, and yet what they're doing is they're, they're taking the Mickey out of them. It would be charming if they're running the club successfully. Yes, but because they're not, it's, a, it, you know, it's just and with disgrace. any degree of, of of feeling for the club that they've got, the supporters that go there, the people that work there, this it, it is it's, it's simple as that, isn't it? Yeah, um, I think some I think that the authorities need to. Bring some sort of like you know how like they did the leads like the means testing thing, fit and proper piece. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, to, they to just up that. Um, because... They just actually make it work. Yeah, exactly. would, be, you know, would actually be a vast improvement, wouldn't it? Really. Well, all that happens is is they they say they move away. I mean, this grandson of Dave Whelan mm. isn't running the club. Granddad's running the club. He just happens to sit in the you know boardroom with Granddad whispering in his ear. It's the same with the Italian fella. Uh, uh, is it Cellini? Uh, G- uh, at Leeds, yeah, um, you know it's the same. They say they move away from the club, but they're still pulling all the strings, allegedly. Well, because uh, it should be quite. Of course, Dave, with his grandson's nine years old, so of course he's quite ridiculous. <laughs> well, he is nineteen, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, he's very young. No, he's, he's a bit older than is that. He? He's, he's not a, that he's much a tad older. Than he's twenty-two, something like that. He's the, yeah. he's the bloke who who started and and lost a million pound on the failed fish and chip shop outside the Wigan ground. How could you fail on a fish and chip shop? <laughs> <laughs> it should be the future. Gentlemen, um, uh, we're about to wind up, uh, and, and let me, so let me just finish on this on, on this on this swathing West London note. Um, both of your clubs, a Nathan, do you think your boys are where are you destined for the playoffs at least, and are Chelsea winning the title? I think we'll make the playoffs, um, not necessarily win it, but we'll make the playoffs. And Chelsea will win the title. Okay, and the same question to you in reverse: 
Although it's probably the same question. Does Dan need me to reverse it all? Does he? No, it's the same question. Same question. It? It is the same question. Yeah, Thanks, Nathan. Yeah. I, I, I take it all back. I have, I have friends who support Brentford. I've always kept a lookout for Brentford results. They're in the same vicinity. I hope they make the playoffs and I hope they go up. It's another... Game, another away game to go to. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, and will we win it? Oh, you know, I, I, I don't even want to say it, you know, but yeah, we probably will. He's gone, gone and cursed it. <laughs> thank, uh, that's all we were saying for 35 minutes to do is Andy Saunders to blow his team's chances. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. That was the Whistleblowers. Pleasure. Sports Social Podcast Network.